Hey everybody, I want to take a second to tell you about Snagit 2022. I don't have time to go into all the details about Snagit 2022, but it has a variety of options for fast and easy to use video creation. It's got new ways to work across devices and platforms with the new cloud library. And your purchase or upgrade includes your first year of maintenance and the newly updated Snagit certification course. With 20 plus videos of Snagit how-tos, certification is a great way to help you speed up your workflows, unlock potential, and get your work done faster. So check out Snagit 2022 today at snagit.com. And now, back to the podcast. Take a little bit of time, do some research, and invest in some type of lighting solution. You'll find that the quality of whatever video you're creating, whether you're using a webcam, a smartphone, a DSLR, will be enhanced dramatically. If you're gonna get a light, make sure it's got a dimmer switch. Make sure you've got enough room wherever you're stationed to position that light, You know whether it's on a tripod or on a little stand, uh, away from you a little bit. It shouldn't be right up in your face. It should be maybe five feet from you. And that dimmer switch is gonna help you control how much light is on your face. It's gonna take a little bit of trial and error as far as getting your lighting set up correctly. So I think just go in, have fun with it, play, play with your different scenarios and try to get a lighting situation that you're happy with. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of The Visual Lounge. We're so glad that you could be with us. I'm Matt, we've got Justin and Andy with us. And today we're gonna to be talking about one of those quintessential basics of creating good video, which is lighting. Now, when it comes down to making good video, there are three things we always talk about. First of all, you need to get good audio. Second is lighting and third is camera, which will be some future episode. But today we wanna to focus on that second one because if you've got a camera at all, you probably want to think about lighting and how to make your videos look a little bit better. We know that this is a topic that probably a lot of people approach and feel overwhelmed by guys. And it feels like they're just like, I know I hear from people like, oh, I don't know what to do with lighting. I don't know how to do it. It feels intimidating. So let's dive in and talk about some things I think that will hopefully help people. So Andy, Justin, where should we start today? So I want to pitch it straight to Justin because I think Justin's going to have the perspective of a lot more of our viewers than maybe you or I, Matt. So Justin, we went into a remote world, you know, at a certain point and you were suddenly on camera all the time. And then we started doing this show and it was like, Justin, how's your lighting? And how's that feel when we were like, Justin, fix your lighting? <laughs> terrible, terrible. No, I think it definitely being on camera all the time when you're on Zoom makes you think about how you look all the time, you know, outside of even lighting, right? You're just seeing yourself all the time now. Um, but I think absolutely when you start seeing yourself on camera more and seeing kind of what you look like, there are sort of subtleties that can make or break how you look, whether it's the lighting in the actual room itself, whether you have can lights above you, what color those lights are, whether you have a window, um, I know for me, like if you look, watch earlier episodes, um, even uh, of the show, I was in a different part of my basement, which didn't have a window readily nearby. I had two giant lights flashing on me in order to light my face up enough to where I could actually like look halfway decent on camera. Now I have a window that's right above me and that helps bring in a lot of light into the room, especially on my face. And so that helps. I mean, I have other lights around me as well. Um, but yeah, absolutely. It's super intimidating. There's a ton of ways to screw it up. And there's also like, you want to look good. You know, it's part of those looking good on camera bits too, where, you know, we, cause at the same time when we um, moved to remote work, we also saw, you know, all our favorite YouTubers moved to remote work and now they're just shooting at their home too. And boy, they look 
really good in their in their room. Why can't my room look like that? <laughs> well, I think yeah, one of the things, absolutely. Justin, I think that's really interesting here is that you know a little bit, like even a little bit, will go so far. It, you don't have to do a ton to make a dramatic difference, right? Like going from zero to like one light is way better than just staying at zero. But then adding more sources of light or just better quality lighting or better understanding of how to position lighting, it's gonna make a huge difference because the thing about webcams in particular, if we're talking about remote work, um, webcams are terrible in low light situations and most of us don't think about that. Uh, and the other problem is if we get low light situations, then a lot of us find ourselves in situations where there's too much light. Like you've got the window behind you and all of a sudden it's like, well, that's gonna wash out and I'm not gonna be seen. So I think a little bit goes a long way and I think there's probably lots that we can talk about. Uh, and I know Andy's got some great examples and some things to show us, but it feels like this, you know, we baby step this. We don't have to do everything at once. Right. Well, and even before examples, right? I mean, talking about, talking about like natural lighting from a window or whether, whether the window's in front of you, like Justin's situation where he's, he's looking toward a window. And so when it, when the sun comes out, you know, this is Michigan. So that's an occasional occurrence when the sun comes out and is on his face, it could expose his face nicely. It could also blow out his face too much if the lights aren't on in the basement. Um, and, and it can fluctuate during a video if there's clouds passing overhead. So it can also be, you know, intermittent light. Um, one of the things people forget about webcams too is that they have what, what's called automatic exposure, right? Auto exposure. Um, and so auto exposure is going to balance for what it thinks is like the middle of the lighting in the room. So if you have a, a window behind you and it is blowing out the light, and I can even adjust my little light here, I think. Uh, I got the wrong, that's the temperature control. But if I blow out the wall behind me with a ton of light and I had a webcam, it's going to automatically try and bring that to like a mid-level and it's going to slowly start to, but unfortunately, it's to do that, it's going to then darken my face a lot, right? So it's going to try and balance light and dark. And if that's a light that's behind me and not on my face, it's going to look terrible. So you want to be real careful about where you position yourself in a room. And I know we've talked about this in the past about like being near windows versus not being near windows. When you're at home, there's only so much you can do about it, right? Like unless you're actually building a new wall, <laughs> like to block out the, the window. I have these really heavy wooden blinds and they do a pretty good job of, of keeping it um, from being too much of a problem. But auto exposure can be your worst enemy when light is coming through a window because as that light changes and this was happening to me earlier in the season some of our i say season earlier in the, the episodes of the show just like justin was talking about some of my first ones i was still using the webcam that i had um and i had these actually overhead can lights that are right above me and they were kind of flickering because they're on a they're on a um what do you call it a dial uh and dimmer a, a dimmer switch thank you and so as the dimmer wasn't all the way up, they would kind of flicker and the camera was trying to like expose for the flicker. It was just a nightmare. So even situations like that, I turn those off, even though those are the basement running lights in this house, they're never on during the day because they were just messing with my lighting too much on Zoom meetings, on calls. Uh, so now I've kind of set up my own little scenario. Well, I love, I love natural lighting. I think natural lighting actually gives you some of the, the best look it's just, it's just mm -hmm. so hard to control. I mean, I've got a window just yeah. off to my right and it's, I mean, it's great. I had loved having it open because, you know, when I first started doing the visual lounge, I was in a basement, no, no windows at all. Uh, much easier to control, but like, I love being able to look out and watch people walking their dogs and, you know, like, oh, look at that. 
that. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a camera standpoint, I'm just going to lean over here. For, I'm sorry for people just listening, but if I turn up to like, I can add a lot of light in here, right? Like, that's yeah. really pretty dramatic. Um, just from the window. Just, yeah, that's just that's just window light, and I just you know I'm I'm still getting some light when I uh, have the blinds closed, but. Like it's then at that point it's about feel, but I have also got a camera that really can handle a lower lighting situation, um, and so you just have to understand what you've got, like play with it, and and you know to your point, Andy, I think there's some really good things there if you can get to to be on you. I actually really like it off on a side. Um, it gives me a little bit. It's uneven on one side, but it gives me a, a nice look. So you can play with kind of your positioning in your room, but you just want to make sure that you're not blowing things out. Um, but some light, I'd r- much rather deal with a little bit light here from the window than no light at all, because that would look bad too. Yeah. I would even even argue that the side light is definitely preferable. I mean, if you're in a video studio, uh, we're going to have, you know, possibly three or four point lighting. Three point lighting, just real summary, is like a triangle of lights around you, right? You've got one, your 45 degree left, your 45 degree right, and one behind you at some angle. Um, and so they're already angled lights, right? We're not talking about like lights straight on your face. The only time you really have lights straight on your face is like me. I have this ring light uh, that's coming, you know, that the camera's shooting through. Uh, and the reason for the ring light, the reason ring lights are so popular, by the way, we've not really talked too much about this, is because they give you kind of an even exposure on your face. And and we're in a Zoom call or, you know, a, a web call. That's kind of what you're going for. I don't need three-point lighting. I don't need a camera light over here and a light over here and a light behind me. Two lights, one light will do as long as it's positioned correctly. And the nice thing about the ring light is because it goes around the lens, it's not going to you know, hit me with a harsh shadow on one side. Um, I'm going to jump into a quick example here because if I turn the ring light off, and of course I go real dark for those listening at home, you can't necessarily see that, and turn on this little portable light I have uh, and bring a light on my face, it suddenly can't be directly on my face and evenly fill me like the ring light can because what's happening is the lens looks straight at my face and the light can't quite look straight at my face. It can only get to one angle or the other, above, below, left, or right. Uh, and so the ring light kind of fixes that, right? It goes around. Sorry, my audio is bad now. It goes it's very around. dramatic, Andy. Uh, very very dramatic. dramatic. I'm turning it back on. There we go. Uh, the, the ring light goes around the lens and gets me from all sides. And so that's, that's why people have kind of been fascinated with these things. The interesting thing, though, the side effect, if you don't have a backlight, so I've got a light on my wall right now, if I turn that off, you can see what a big shadow the ring light gives around me because it's lighting me from all sides. So there's give and take. And personally, I like it for this at-home situation. If I'm in a video studio, I'm not going to use a ring light. But at home, it works great. Well, one other thing about the ring light that I think uh, – it depends on your ring light. But oftentimes, it has a frosted piece on it. Like we call that diffusion. And you, a lot of lights will have diffusion. But one thing about the ring lights in particular – and you'll see this. And I've mentioned this in other places. But at hotels – in mirrors, they have a, like a, a square light inset in the mirror that's frosted in the same way. It's actually kind of like a ring light in that sense. The reason mm-hmm. it's like that though, the other thing that ring lights are really good at is if you're a little vain, it's okay. Uh, that frosted light and that softness on it will even out some of your wrinkles. So Andy, yeah. you're looking extra good in the ring light because Less it is- wrinkly easy. today. It, well, and you know, like you can see, even if I as I turn, I've got some shadows and stuff here and whatever. But like, that's gonna it's gonna help kind of even out that. So it is a there's a I don't want to say it's a vanity thing because I don't think it's a, it's about making you no. look good and uh, professional. But that's what it's doing. It's also softening right. the look on your face, 
um, or whatever you're shooting in that sense. Diffusion keeps it from being harsh light, right? So there's, uh, I mean, again, I'm going to harken back to wedding days because this is my MO now. This is who I am. Uh, back in wedding days, brides always were excited when they had bright sunlight and blue skies. And it was the bane of my existence in some circumstances. Can we light for it? Absolutely. Can we make it look great? Absolutely. It's a gorgeous day, but I loved a cloudy day. Because you get a cloudy day and the sun is now suddenly evenly lit across the world. I mean, wherever you go, they're going to get this beautiful light on their faces. No harsh shadows, no harsh flares on like their forehead that I have to adjust for. Especially on weddings, because we're talking about white dresses most often. <laughs> the white dress exposing for that kind of brightness in direct sunlight versus on a cloudy day where that light again comes through the clouds and it's diffused evenly. Uh, is is much better. So even if you're you know sitting by a window on a cloudy day, it's going to be great. On a sunny day, it can be a little harsh. So. Well, I want to ask Justin where... another question. Oh, go ahead, Justin. Got to hear oh, from you. Oh, I was you. just going to say for the for those windows too. Like that's where you could put. You know, for you, you've got blinds, and I know Matt's got blinds too. But if you didn't have those lights set up, you could just get maybe a sheer curtain or a yeah. sheer. Um, you know, something to kind of tack up to diffuse, help diffuse that light that's coming in that room versus, you know, it could be an old sheet. It doesn't have to be anything that's super just complex. Say, yeah, white bed sheet's a popular choice. Just to hang that, you know, from the four corners, boom, you're good. There you go. Nobody sees it. You're good. Well, Justin, yeah. I wanted to ask a, a question because, so you've obviously done some stuff with the natural light, but... And you talked about you've had to learn about lighting. What What is something that you've had to go out and learn that you think is, is an area you still need some work on or would like to see improvement in your own setup? I mean, I think the biggest thing for me that I still need to probably work on, and it's hard, right? You, you work with what you've got, right? Like I am in a basement. I'm working with a teeny window that's, you know, up above me even. It's, I'm not even getting direct into my face with some of that light. But I think like for me, it's color the, the lighting, the, or the you know the color uh, aspect that I bring in so like all my lights down here are extremely warm extremely warm colors which is awesome when I'm not recording it was one of the things that I first very uh, very first thing I realized when I started working down here is is unless I alter things either in the settings of my camera or in the lights that I have on my face everything's going to be super super warm and there's in and you know it's it's the same thing with whatever lights you put in your house, just in your lights. Sometimes if you're in the kitchen, you want something a little bit more bright, a little bit more maybe closer to a daylight tone to where you can see what's kind of what you're cutting and what you're cooking. And if you're versus if you're lighting a bedroom, you want something a little bit more warm, a little bit more relaxing or a living room. So that's been the, one of the biggest things that I've tried to continue to play with. Like you even see here, like in an ideal state, like, this light for those of you watching is is probably one color and this light over here is probably a different color and in an ideal state those would be the same color the same tone um again if you're getting really nitpicky but that's kind of what i've been playing with you know what's true about that too is is the window is going to bring in a different color too right so the sun's a different color than your your bulbs potentially and so yeah you may have one of those really white lights and then you get this really amber glow um it, it can be it can be frustrating to see those things. The, the lights I have in the cans above here are extremely warm, very, very amber glow to all of them. So they don't match any of the lights that I bring in. So I don't use them. One thing we don't talk about very often that I think uh, merits bringing up is bouncing lights. Um, again, we're in basement. Oh, I'm in a basement. Justin's in a basement. Matt's got a nice second story now. <laughs> must be nice. I don't know if that's where you are. I haven't been to your house. I'm, but... I'm upstairs. <laughs> are you upstairs? Oh, man. So fancy. 
So I'm going to step away from my microphone a little bit as I get over here. If you have this light, uh, you know, any light source, I could have used the portable one. Why did I stop and grab that one? Uh, if you have a light that you need to direct, say I turn off my ring light again, and now I don't have any light in this room, and I bounce it off the ceiling. This is going to fail now that I'm trying it live. Um, but if you bounce it off the ceiling, it's going to give you a little more light. See, it's failing terribly. It's because I've got barn doors on this thing. Here we go. Um, so you bounce it off the ceiling. The white gives you a little bit of a bounce with the white ceiling. Uh, so even that is a little bit better than nothing, right? Um, mm. Even, let's see, we've talked about this before. I talked about this on a LinkedIn post recently. If you really have no light, and this is the light that I have right now. It's nothing. It's the, the daylight through a closed window. Bring up a bright web page, right? And, of course, it's also not going to do a great job right now. But here's my Google homepage, and I'm closer to my, my monitor than I normally would be. But now I've got a little bit of light, at least on my face. And this looks a lot better on a webcam than it does on this DSLR that's farther away. Well, well let me, I can show no, that. I mean, Andy, let me show that one. No, you have no light. Yeah. Here, I'll show that one. Alexa, right. turn off studio because that's, you know, automation is super helpful here. So if I go dark and I uh, let me close a couple things on my hair. So, yeah. Well, hey, I prepared for I actually prepared for something. Change desktop background because though. So, so like, <laughs> hey, everybody, this is this is fun. And we're going to change <laughs> this to I got to go find the colors here. So like here's a. Got a horror movie going on. It's that's blue. It can do. Whoa, that one is that is this whoa. is all just my monitor. Wow, that went really, <laughs> really red. I'll go more that of looks a, like just a, I don't know, some sort of chemical warning. That's just my yeah. this is just my monitor. Like I can I'll go around the wheel mm -hmm. here. Like like So all of this is just from your screen? Yeah, I've got one monitor here yeah. that's you know, I've got a yellow yeah. one on, on one side and a, a kind of this, I, it's a pretty big monitor, right? But that's a, that's the thing. Now, to be fair, if you're doing this with like, say, a webcam, the thing that's going to happen is is you're probably not going to get the same results because it's going to suck in all the light. And it's, I have a DSLR, you know, camera. This is why yeah. we go in this order of microphone lighting mm -hmm. camera because your lighting is going to have a bigger effect on a cheaper camera. Um, yes. But but like you can you can see just by nature of doing these things it's like i can i mean i can really dramatically change the feel of what yeah you know and you what know what we're talking about it's interesting too if you keep those colors and then had an auto exposure camera right if you were using a cheaper webcam it's going to try and dial that into a natural skin tone and so it's really going to mess up your look so it is one of those things where like lighting first because you should be lit to look like a human you know you, you should be whatever your skin tone in is should be reflected properly on camera so whether that's you know the lighting in the room affecting it or the daylight affecting it if you look weird and and off like i i you know tell uh tell brides all the time i don't want them to look like aliens i want them to look you know beautiful and human um so skin tone is the first thing for my camera to balance too um and that's why even in this room sometimes i i really hate the beige wall that i'm standing on i could just paint it you know one of these days i'm gonna just paint this wall uh but um but i've balanced it to my skin tone and this is the beige wall so this is what shows up um, if I wanted to change it in camera, I could, but it's going to change how I look. So balance the skin tone you, first. You, bal oh, yeah. you balance that. When you say balance to skin tone, I don't know if, you know, every Joe Schmo out there question. like me under, even understands what that means. So that that's not something you're doing with lighting or with the lights themselves, right? That's something you're doing in your camera settings or? Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's both. Um, it starts with lights. Um, so again, like 
even if I just had amber lights um, and and had these amber can lights above me and turned them on, now it's going to be a little yellow. So what I'm going to do is in the camera, then I'm going to tell it to white balance right. to whatever white. And sometimes some some cameras, you just hold up a sheet of white paper and kind of focus on that and tell it that's white. Focus on that. And it'll kind of adjust that amber glow. Other cameras you can manually adjust uh, by by Kelvin numbers, which are, you know, light temperatures. Um, but the simplest way to say all this is, again, auto exposure cameras are going to find whatever they think is natural and adjust to it. So if you've got real amber lights, it'll hopefully fix it. But it may make your walls or your surroundings look a little off if it's trying to balance for you. Well, here, I would say for... go ahead, Justin. Oh, and I, I would say just out of my ex my experience, because I, I'm, you know, they, they don't let me have DSLRs on this show. So I, I just stick with what <laughs> I have, yet. right? So <laughs> so I'm the, I'm the only one without a DSLR. So I'll speak to you folks out there who, who don't have one. Um, your, your best bet to do white balancing in that world is to try to find some sort of third-party software that allows you to do that. Mm -hmm. I know Logitech, if you have a Logitech camera, I'll, they do have third-party software, software that allows you to do it. Again, you're uh, kind of what Matt's touched, touched on earlier. You are only going to get so much uh, of a good result with it because, you know, the sensitivity might only be so good or whatever, but you're going to get a better result. Um, you'll actually be able to adjust that to where, you know, if you have, if you're not having any, um, you are at the mercy of your lights if you're not able to adjust for that. So you know, even with me down here, like I can adjust my lighting. If I didn't have any adjustments on, I would look very, very yellow right now, but I have it cranked to where it's down to about as, as warm as it can get to try to compensate for that. So out of curiosity, what are you using to adjust your webcam? So I'm actually using it. I'm not using a, a, a true webcam right now. I'm actually using my iPhone, um, with a third-party app that allows you to, to do that. It's called Camo Studio. So if you are interested in using your iPhone as a webcam and want to monkey with stuff, you can try Camo Studio. Yeah. I think they've been pretty good. But Logitech was the same thing when I was using a Logitech C920. It's just, I just honestly probably Googled like Logitech uh, webcam, yeah. you know, controller or something like that. And it allows, it was a third-party download, downloadable app from them. I know I'm going to disappoint people by telling them I'm using a Mac, but I there's an app on the App Store. You know, you just look on the App Store, and I'm sure Windows has something similar where you just find whatever works. And I there, I found one that had great reviews. I think it was like eight to ten bucks. It might have been even up as far as twenty. But if I'm using my webcam every day, you know, I want to pay for something that's worth it. And it's literally called Webcam Settings, uh, and it let me adjust, you know, everything from ISO to even shutter speed to color. If you don't know how to mess with those things, it gives you like a basics setting and it'll kind of try and balance it for you. So mm -hmm. there's always something out there that you can try and try and use. I think it's a great idea. Well, uh, and those uh, are okay. all. Go ahead, Justin, because I'm going to change oh, topics. So. Yeah, th those are all things that I've had to learn about, right? Like ISO, yeah. like what the heck does that mean, right? Like, and my wife's a photographer, so she knows all about this stuff. She'll, she'll, she'll say this, but it's all, you know, foreign language to me. Um, but you know, those are, those are, you could have the most expensive lights in the world. If you don't know how to use them and how to set them up and how to balance them and how to do all the things you just talked about, it's going to look bad. So I think that's where like this conversation is really interesting. And, and we have some resources on this stuff too. We have a whole Academy course uh, that talks about video lighting. We have blog posts that talk about video lighting. So we do have resources on that. There's lots and lots of good videos all over the internet on how to light your videos some from us, some from other people. But I would just 
encourage people as they're trying to look through like how do i actually do this because they're listening to us talk about this so like how do i actually make um you know uh my lighting work for me uh it, it is going to take a little bit of research as somebody who's gone through it in the last you know six months it is going to take a little bit of research it's, it's a kind of a learning curve but you know just play with it you probably notice if you go back and watch every single video of this uh series that something has changed in the way that i've either been lit or framed or something because of the things that i'm learning and what we're doing on here and so hopefully that's encouragement to everybody listening as well that you know what you just you start and then you keep learning yeah but don't wait till it's perfect to start oh no, no yeah absolutely yeah the first here's the here's a great fact the first video i ever did i remember i talked to you about this sandy this was way before the show way before anything probably in 2019 i shot a video and i was like andy i made a video like look at this and you're like yeah but this side of your wall is is uh orange and this side of your wall is blue why is that and you knew of course but i had two different lights shining on me with two different colors you know yeah. so like but if I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have learned. And so I think it is. It's like, just get started. You'll figure it out. Hopefully resources like, you know, this show or other ones will be able to help you out. But yeah. You can just tell people it's a Detroit Tigers motif anyway. Orange, blue, that's it what definitely we're going wasn't. for. It was definitely wasn't. No. <laughs> no. I couldn't get away with it. Well, a couple of thoughts. One, uh, and we'll do our wrap-ups here in just a second so you guys can be thinking about this. One, I, I do think smartphones are a really great alternative to, to inter intermediate between your webcam and whatever your next camera might be. Um, two, lighting, the t color temperature to go back to that topic is so important. It's so easy to get screwy if you don't have consistent temperatures, but one of the easiest ways to control for that is just go, and I know people don't want to spend more, more money. I don't want to spend more money, but great investment. I have two light panels. It was about 250 bucks, which is a lot. You could do it cheaper. You could do it for more. Um, and I can, I can match the color temperature. I can match or change the brightness. So I got one a little brighter than the other. Um, it has made my lighting setup in life easier that like, I just, I hooked it into it. So it's part of my smart home. So I can just turn them on and off as needed. I, I can tell you it's been worth every penny because when I started doing the visual lounge back in 2020, I just had those metal can things that you put a light bulb in. I found two light bulbs that were the same color-ish, put them on and it, it worked and it was better than nothing. But, um, you know, these are these don't have to be huge investments that you're making. Anything is going to go a long way, but that color temperature using a smartphone um, it's going to make a huge difference. And so Justin, it's a great, yeah. you're a great example of seeing the progression because I'm probably about a year ahead of you and all reality yeah, of, sure. of, of the home studio. Um, but I think that's, here's the thing. The other thing is like, I watch Justin's videos. I don't care. At the end of the day, I yep. care about his message. It, I, I don't sit there and critique his lighting, at least mm -hmm. part of the show I might because, you know, that's what we're talking about. But but generally I don't, that's right? Like It's show. like I, I can see your face. I can see your eyes. I know that you're talking. I can hear you well because you've got a, a good microphone. And, and that is really good enough. Mm -hmm. I think that's an interesting thing as we do share outs inside of our organization that are internal only. Um the quality of all those videos doesn't have to be at the same level as something maybe you'd want for like a TV, definitely not for what a TV ad or a YouTube ad or, you know, like, right. or, or certain things. Like I think we hold, uh, hold ourselves to a high quality standard because of who mm -hmm. we are at TechSmith, the tools that we make, we want to make sure people know that we know how to make video. Um, but these are, are small tweaks and it is always about an iteration. I have changed, you know, I don't keep things, this, I don't just keep it. I, I, 
I try things, right? Like I've tried going without my lights. I've tried just using my window. And I think that's the, one of the keys here is just you got to, you're going to just plug through it. And all the learning in the world, all the resources, nothing will ever tell you exactly what's right for your situation. Because your situation yeah. is not my situation. It's not my studio. It's not, it's not Andy's situation. Mm -hmm. And it's always going to be slightly different. And that's something I actually learned from Andy and one of our uh, former video producers at, at TechSmith is that like every time we went to an environment, they're like, well, no, it's different. It's absolutely different the way we're going to, we're going to do lights this way this time, or we're going to try this because I had glasses on, or, you know, we're doing this, we have two people, so now we need to do this, or we're going to, I mean, just, there's so many variations here. And as long as you are happy with the results, you feel like it's making you look good, thumbs up. Matt, you just yep. said something that I want to, I know we're going to give actual practical advice and there's two things that are on my mind that I haven't said that I want to say and that is glasses is one because I know we have a lot of people who are listening and watching and thinking well that's great a ring light's fantastic but I wear glasses and it's going to just bounce circles right back to the lens and that's true so what do you do for a ring light that bounces light off your glasses you disconnect it from the camera and this loses the point of the ring light a little bit for that even focus but you disconnect it from the camera and you separate them and you move the ring light off to the side so instead of having the ring light right in front of you you move it off. You can see the batteries in the back. You move it off to the side, and you you find that angle that doesn't reflect the light. I want to say 45 degrees, but it might not be that. It might be a sharper angle. Um, and then you balance it out on the other side with another light. And maybe it's two lights, or maybe it's one light and a reflective poster board. You know, hang up some poster board. Hang up a white sheet. Something that's going to bounce a little bit of white light on this side. If you've only got the one ring light, you don't have to stick to it being right on that camera. The other thing I want to say, the second thing is just this. If you are going to buy any piece of equipment and you don't necessarily need to, again, start by starting, just do the thing and figure out what you need to build on after that. But if you're going to buy anything, my one recommendation for any kind of light is make sure it's got a dimmer. You want to be able to control the brightness because if you're in a small room, you can't control how close or far that light's going to be to you necessarily. And if I can only turn it on, that bright oh that's orange too if i can only turn it on that bright that's way too bright but i have a dimmer on this one and i can tone it down and then i can even bring it back a little bit if i need to so dimmer switch dimmer switch dimmer switch yeah great great practical advice i hope everyone listening today is is taking away something about lighting we hope you Really, I mean, I think Andy, you said it best. Uh, just go start playing with lighting, playing. Uh, and, you know, one of the cool things, and I'll just mention it, is that I love now in Camtasia 2021, uh, there's a new feature called LUT, L-U-T, LUTs. Mm. It's a lookup table, but it's a way to add coloration so you can change kind of if your lighting isn't perfect. It's not really about lighting, but it, it can help with certain circumstances, which I think is, is really great. So, well, let's wrap things up here with our final take because we've got, you know, things to do, more conversations to have. Uh, but Justin, we'll start with you as, as you give the probably, you'll probably give the best advice as to all the people who are listening to this and then I'll go and then we'll leave it to the professional Andy to wrap up. And I'll us give up. the worst advice. Got it. No, that's good. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just sandwiching in between. So it's like, good, not so good, good. That's what we're doing here. So <laughs> Excellent. Justin, what is your final take? Each, each video lighting scenario that you find yourself in will be different. If you go into one room of your house, it's going to be different than another, different than another. A different setup within that room could be even be different. So it's going to take a little bit of trial and error as far as getting your lighting set up correctly. So I think just go in, have fun with it, play, play with your different scenarios and try to get a lighting situation that you're happy with and that enhances your video but doesn't distract from your video. 
Perfect. My final take is I think just take a little bit of time, do some research and invest in some type of lighting solution. Whether it's you're buying some cheap cans and light bulbs that are consistent color temperature or you're spending $100, $200 to get some LED panels that you can dim, control color, all sorts of stuff. It is well worth the investment if you've already invested in a microphone. You'll find that the quality of whatever video you're creating, whether you're using a webcam, a smartphone, a DSLR, will be enhanced dramatically. Yeah, I think I said it already, but I would just say it again. You've got to start. Start making that video, and and hopefully your audio is good to start with. And then hopefully your lighting's good to start with, and hopefully your camera's good. But if not, each of those things can be frequently, or excuse me, intermittently updated. So if you're going to get a light, make sure it's got a dimmer switch. Make sure you've got enough room wherever you're stationed to position that light, You know, whether it's on a tripod or on a little stand, uh, away from you a little bit. It shouldn't be right up in your face. It should be maybe five feet from you. And that dimmer switch is going to help you control how much light is on your face. If you're using a window, use the window, but you can close the blinds to give you know slightly less light on your face. Um, but But start and figure it out as you go. All right. Well, that is some awesome final takes. We want to thank everybody for listening to today's episode. If you're looking for more information about lighting, we do recommend go checking out the TechSmith Academy at academy.techsmith.com. You can also go find some other information on our blogs at techsmith.com slash blogs. Is it with an S, Justin, or without an S? I always forget. No S. It'll read no S. Right. TechSmith slash blog. And, uh, you know, if you got feedback, you got comments for us, you want to ask us any questions or just share with us what you've done to improve your situation in your home recording studio, please let us know. You can email us at thevisuallounge at techsmith.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to even see pictures. You can always uh, put it on social media, hashtag visuallounge, and we'll, we'll check out those and give you feedback and maybe be able to help you out a little bit. So thanks, everybody, again for tuning in. We will see you next time. <laughs>